friends, and welcome to my Heart to Heart podcast. I am your host, Kathy Jo Hart. I am a Christian author and speaker. Our focus is to discuss the hot topics of the day and how it relates to the Bible and the lessons through the love of Christ. Make sure you check out our previous episodes as we continue to examine estrangements. Our culture has not seen anything like this in our society before, so it is important that we take a serious look at why this is happening. It is a frightening and disheartening trend. Today's podcast, we are going to talk about core values. We have witnessed culture changing foundational values overnight since the lockdowns. Anger is now at fever pitch. Anger is the call of duty or as someone once referred to it as a dog whistle of revenge for perceived childhood traumas and or ancestral misdeeds. We spoke about narcissistic behaviors in the second episode in our estrangement series. However, one of my listeners made a recent comment about our current generation that has become very comfortable with discarding the lives of human beings. She continued her comment with, Families are being estranged for no apparent reason other than to promote family division and social chaos for an atheistic political ideology. Her comment led me to dig deeper into narcissistic behaviors where I discovered that there is another form of narcissistic behavior called compassionate narcissism. What is it? It is a belief that excessive social compulsion should be used to save the world through government-regulated speech, beliefs, money, medical care, etc. Another way to look at this is the compassionate narcissist is a typical playground bully who will go all out to attack someone who they are envious of or who is not living up to their narcissistic terms. But here is the key. The bully morphs into the role of the victim to gain sympathetic attention so that nobody dares to speak out against them. It is also a form of fascism, but uses social compassion as justification for creating a government council that changes and dictates the definitions of right and wrong and good and evil. They use the emotions of fear and anger to control and dominate a free society. True fascism is more straightforward than this. It is a shut up or we will beat you approach. With underlying excuses of saving the planet or sexual orientation, the uncompromised premise of these arguments is, we think it would be better if speech were regulated in what you can say and cannot say. If you do not, you are not a good citizen. This type of compassion is vicious because the bullies will hide behind the fake persona of kindness and saving the planet, but under the guise of compassionate activists, which includes social justice control, climate control, gun control, vaccination control, education control, all in the name of compassion but it ends up being the true definition of fascism because of the escalation of violence against those who have an opposing viewpoint. You can see this in estrangements and how easy it is for those who can walk away from family relationships. When your core belief supports the discarding of human beings, 
divorce, estrangements, abortions, etc., it becomes more easily justifiable. This is the worst form of compassionate narcissism seen in our society today. So what are the core beliefs of a compassionate narcissist? It is the core foundation of the self. It is a self-centered, autonomous way of life. It promotes self-interest above anyone else. It is a belief of self-indulgence where pleasure is the purpose of life, where the idea of the self is to feel good and to enjoy the sinful pleasures without guilt. However, the idea of pursuing pleasure is never satisfied. Doing whatever is good for the self at the expense of how it affects others this is an example of the hypersexualization, creating your own gender and sexuality. If it works for the individual, then is it considered good? It is the belief that people can solve problems based upon the intellect and experience of the individual. The self is the center of the universe and the master of its own destiny. This is an atheistic worldview with the belief that the self can create his own moral code without religion. The foundation of the self deflects the responsibilities of their sins to a society as a whole. Our society has replaced God's commands with a political society council that dictates what is right and wrong and what is good and evil. Councils change with elections, and as such, society's foundational values change. Just look at the past few years. This year, the Society Council is trying to exterminate the definitions of what a man and what a woman is. Changing these definitions is the first step to eliminating identity. The Council is changing the English language to satisfy their core beliefs of the autonomous self. Next year, they can exterminate an entire race. You don't think that they are not working on it? Look at every race-baiting politician and social activist. They want revenge and war between the races. Now, this should be unacceptable, but somehow it is being justifiably accepted. But here's the thing. There is no racism in Christ. This ideology of the self are the foundational standards used in the creation of the Satanic Bible, Satanism, and the Satanic Temple. All three were created as a political counterpart to God. James 3.16 For where you have envy and selfish ambitions, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Proverbs 16.25 There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. My favorite in 1 Corinthians 3.18-20 do not deceive yourselves. If any one of you who thinks he is wise by the standards of this age, he should become a fool so that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. Strange how all of this is just a repeat of fallen societies found throughout the Bible. There are only two things in life that have remained consistent since the beginning of time, God's word and the fallibility of human nature. 
our modern-day woke culture is not as sophisticated as everyone seems to believe, nor has human nature changed. Same sin, same Satan, same outcomes. We are not making history. We are simply repeating it. The book of Daniel is a notable example of spiritual rebellion. King Nebuchadnezzar was a king that conquered lands and would capture the brightest, strongest, talented young men and put them through a re-education program that forced them into Babylon's pagan culture. Part of their brainwashing protocol was to strip them of their family identities by changing their names to their new pagan names. The re-education programs lasted three years, where they learned to worship the king's idol statue to serve the king. If they were in the king's service, they in turn would receive food, wine, shelter, and status. To compare this to today's society, the king is the government. The re-education programs are the colleges and universities that isolate students to teach them godless ideologies. Pagan names are the new gender identities. The king's service is the social acceptance of sin and atheistic groupthink ideologies. The king's idol is our politically driven false worship of race, gender, sexual orientation, and abortion. When you read the book of Daniel, you will begin seeing the similarities between the pagan culture of fear, envy, and jealousy against those who worshiped God instead of the king to today's spiritual rebellious culture. It is eerily similar. But what are core values? Core values are your foundation, which is a belief system. It is like a roadmap that guides your actions and defines who you are. Core values should always be in alignment with God. Core values should never change. Also included in core values is virtue. It is moral excellence, a behavior based on high moral standards. This includes biblical principles of morally correct behaviors and faith. Moral principles are standards of behaviors such as honesty, respect, kindness, self-control, love, joy, humility, faithfulness, peace, and patience. Now, who wouldn't want that for a civil society? What is God's core foundational values? Well, those can be found in Exodus 20, and those are the Ten Commandments. Number one, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Two, you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything. Three, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Four, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Five, honor your father and mother. Six, you shall not murder. Seven, you shall not commit adultery. Eight, you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Ten, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. These commandments should be viewed as a guide for relationships. One through four is your relationship with God the Father. Five through ten are your relationships with each other. It is pretty simple. 
But these commandments are the very ones the Supreme Court deemed violated the Constitution with the separation of church and state, and the Satanic Temple sued to remove them from the public square. 2 Peter 1.3 His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. 2 Peter 1.5-7 For this very reason, make every effort to add to faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. Colossians 3, 12 through 14, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Today's world of war, pandemics, economic crises, train derailments with biohazards, and the fear of climate change has placed a tremendous weight on man to solve these human conditions. Solutions include throwing tax money at the problem until it is solved, but it never gets solved. Why? Well, because society has eliminated God as a problem solver. When we eliminate God, He obliges and steps aside. It is not God who is allowing evil to happen. It is the free will of man living in his own will, his personal and subjective truths. It is through this atheistic ideology that men and women are losing the very essence of who they are. God has provided each one of us our own uniqueness, our own individual strengths and gifts and talents. And this is where you will find your true purpose based on God's truth and not your own or the influence of atheistic ideologies. So where are we as Christians today? Many Christians have been bullied into silence or they are living a double-minded life. One half believes they must be agreeable to get along while the other half is asking God for help. Now, how does God see the double-minded Christian? In James 1.8, a double-minded man is unstable in all he does. This means God sees you with divided loyalties, allegiances, and faith. Loyalties are divided between God and the world. You cannot serve two masters. This shows you have doubt in your faith. Is this really the way to fight evil? In James 2.26, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. If you need further verification, and this is how the Bible describes the end times in Romans chapter 1, 20 through 32, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. 
Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. The realities of demonic influences are destroying lives every single day, and we are losing our purpose and vision of who we are in Christ. We have allowed Satan to be the head of our government, our schools, our families, and businesses over the past 60 years, and now we are too afraid to speak up and fight against these demonic influencers. I have heard so many excuses as to why atheists have turned away from God. It gets down to this. They are angry about God's judgment, but it is not God's judgment they are angry with. It is their lack of education and knowledge of the Bible, their misunderstandings and misinterpretations. The truth is, God is the Redeemer, full of mercy and grace. God is always providing opportunities for sinners to turn away from sin and back to Him. Unlike the harsh condemnation of people in the current atheistic culture, God is always present for each one of us. He does not judge us based on skin color, demographics, or level of sin, as we are all sinners. He is easy to find. All you must do is simply ask Him into your life and witness the amazing transformation take place. To God, your value is priceless. Standing firm against the unprincipled values of others requires a solid foundation built on the rock of our Father God. And keep in mind that each generation believes they are smarter and more sophisticated than previous generations. This is not new. But we make the fatal error of comparing history based on today's standards and lifestyles. Those who are critically judging the past will be the ones critically judged in the future. Human nature promises this. Our pathway forward is to double down on our faith and commitment to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to his teachings found in the Bible. One question I pose to you is this. As a Christian, do you desire or need to be socially accepted and or politically affirmed? And this is what we all need to understand and accept, that God is not political. Make sure you are focusing on God's word and not relying on the fallibility of human wisdom. We see how the devil uses anger, chaos, conflicts, and politics to separate us from God. This is the devil's sole purpose, is to keep us separated from God. If the devil can separate us from God, just imagine the devil's ability to drive division in our families, too. Well, it looks like we are out of time for today, and I want to thank you for listening and sending your questions and comments. And as promised, we will continue to address these in future podcasts. So remember to click the subscribe button so you will not miss future shows. We will continue our estrangement series as future episodes will focus on the family and why we must use our relationship with the Trinity of God to fight against the satanic influences that are dividing our families. I pray God will grant you with wisdom and knowledge to help you in the estrangements you may be experiencing in your life. I pray that God will provide you with guidance 
patience and love when dealing with these estrangements. Nothing is impossible with God. I pray for your healing and perseverance in your relationships. I pray you will receive God's favor in your lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.